Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, my dear. <laughs> Today's topic is one that, well, you and I could probably relate to. Relate to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. It's about the subject of age differences in relationship. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard about, read about, or seen a movie about the, a May-December romance. Mm-hmm. One partner is older than the other. Right. And there are a lot of, you know, conventions about about that. And uh, sometimes uh, uh, popular media treat it in a way that uh, makes it seem like a, a simple thing. But in practice, it can be a great deal more complex. More complex. Um, so the question, I, I guess, that was posed to us is, how do you navigate <laughs> when there are those large age differences? And, and, and maybe the place to start is to say, what is a large difference? Um, now, uh, Peggy and I are three years apart. Okay. That doesn't seem like a lot. No, I wouldn't say that either. Um, I've been in a relationship where there were six years difference. Did you feel differently in that relationship? A little bit. Really? How? Well, um, I think that we had some uh, coming of age differences. We came of age at a different point in time. Mm -hmm. And early in our dating, we found that there were some commonalities we didn't share. But it certainly wasn't a, a significant uh, challenge. Right, because it was six years six rather years. than a, right. a decade or more apart. So do you think, a dec- is it a decade? Is that the <laughs> dividing that- line? <laughs> is that the number? I don't know. I think that it looks, I, okay, so I'll say a couple of things. One, I think that depending upon what age you are, when you're looking at these spaces makes a difference. For instance, if you are 25 and the person you're dating is 10 years younger than you, that makes them 15. That's a problem. Mm. Um, If you are 50 and she's 40, that's not as big a deal to me. So I think it matters what age we're starting at because I think that those spaces can become either very fluid if we're within, you know, the same generation, so to speak, or they can be very fixed. If you're talking about, you know, 18 and 28, if you're talking about, you know, 17 and 27, those are, those are very different kinds of ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I have peers and professional friends that have significant age gaps between them and their partners. And interestingly enough, um, Recently, I'm finding more women that are with significantly younger men, which I find I find interesting. I will admit that I'm a woman who has dated men younger than me many times. Um, my husband is younger than I am, but just slightly. But I've dated men significantly younger than I am. And what is is, I would totally admit, challenging is that particularly um, in the way that women are wired, most women, we're never speaking to all, but most women are wired, 
you have to work against this element of your personhood that wants to almost mother your partner. Hmm. And I think that when you find yourself leaning in that direction, that's when it can become a bit more problematic because relationships in their healthiest forms are relationships that are fundamentally mutually respectful. Right. And when I see you as mm, lesser in maturity or lesser in understanding or lesser in wisdom, when I, when I don't see you as my equal, we could be equal and different, but if I don't see you as my equal, I think that that can undermine the quality of a relationship over time. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have found um, it struggle more of a struggle for people in relationships. I do sometimes get the heebie-jeebies. When... <laughs> That's a technical term. <laughs> it's very it's very technical. You'll find it in your DSM-4 in psychology. Oh, right. But I do sometimes get the heebie-jeebies when I see men with women that could easily have been their daughters. Yeah. And and I've um, commented on this a number of times, but you know I, that, that that to me uh, coming up was one of my uh, you know one of my criteria. I would never ever date someone that was too close in age to my daughter. Uh, and, and there were practical reasons for that as well, not least of which was, you know. What do we have to talk about? What do we have in common? Um, you know, clearly that's the, the 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 thing you see. As I was growing up, that was what you saw more: Most older men, mm-hmm. younger women. Mm-hmm. We used to joke there was a social club um, <laughs> when I lived in Florida that had a median age of 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 twenty sixty year old men. I'm sorry, median age of forty sixty year old men, twenty year old women. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm fascinated by the prospect that uh, uh, you raise of more women dating younger men. Do you think that's just because it's more socially acceptable, acceptable today? I think that you have a combination of things. You have women who have put career um, first mm-hmm. and in so doing find themselves in a shrinking dating pool. Um, because men have always been able to kind of date wherever they wanted to. If you have conversation with women, they'll talk about it all the time. You know, my biological clock is ticking, but he has forever before, you know, anything changes for him. So here I am ready to have kids. And he, you know, is still thinking about whether or not he even wants to move in together. You know, there's just the the pace can be very different. and And I think that women in their pursuit of expanding their dating circle are considering more and more um, more and more freedoms in finding love and coming outside of those boxes that have included dating men that are significantly younger than them. Yeah, I, you know, I wonder, and I think this goes in both directions, um, whether or not um, this is actually a reflection of the rates at which men and women age, mature, both psychologically, emotionally. emotionally. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, clearly, (laughs) uh, guys, uh, you know, you may not like to hear this, but, um, (laughs) you know, we, a lot of us are in arrested development. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it takes us a lot longer to get to the same level of maturity uh, as women. Uh, as a general rule, <laughs> a general or at least rule. that's been my observation. Right. <laughs> uh, but physically, we may be at our at our peak Earlier. a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Earlier and a lot longer. Mm-hmm. 
So there are, uh, there are some physiological and psychological differences in the rate at which the genders age. Again, these are massive generalizations. Of course. But uh, I wonder to what degree that suggests that there's a, um, a sort of inherent interest or drive towards maybe these, these age differences. Mm-hmm. But to get back to the, where we started with this, one of my questions to you is, okay, you find yourself in a relationship with someone that's that's older or younger than you are by enough Years. that it's not, uh, you know, it's not an, the average relationship. There's right. some dislocation in terms of your experiential life. Uh, how do you avoid making that either the central tentpole of your relationship, we're in this because, mm-hmm. or... Uh, you know, the, the, the albatross. Mm. Uh, that's a really interesting question. And I cannot say that I have a definitive answer. I have some things that I think contribute to uh, the wellness or illness inside of that relationship as a byproduct of that. But I don't know that I, that there's a perfect answer. Um, I think that the more, the more you have difference inside of a relationship, the more significant the conversations are going to need to be. And that's to say that uh, relationships by themselves have a nature of gravity associated with them. We don't live in a culture that unfortunately really nurtures people coming together and staying together. Uh, we're, We're in a very different kind of culture. So you're always working against this gravity of separation. This gravity of leveling up, this gravity of, um, you know, one-upping, all kinds of things that work against people growing through their stuff and growing closer as opposed to apart. So whenever you're adding to the list of things that just humans in general have to go through and you add age to that, I think that those significant differences require us to have more significant conversation about how we will do these things. And you can never plan for everything, but when you know you have something that significant, how are we going to address the fact that what I may love and what you may love may be very different? How I relate to something based on my socialization and, and my error might be a little bit different than how you relate to it. How does it make you feel when I do A, B, C, and D? Does it Does it in any way make you feel like I'm treating you as if you are too old or I'm treating you as if you are too young? Because both of those feelings can be negative depending upon the person who's receiving them. So Mm -hmm. I think that some of that in order to to figure out if this thing can work means that we have to have kinds of conversations that maybe the, the average couple who shares more commonalities don't necessarily have to have. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Douglas? Because I'm sure you have had peers that have made those choices, perhaps at some point in their lives. Yeah, I, I do. And, and and the thing that comes across to me the most is uh, the match or mismatch of energy levels. Mm. By that, I mean that if a couple um, both have the same sort of interests and an energy passion for life, um, you know, they they like to travel and they or they like to go out camping or uh, they both love sports and, and, and they love to go to games. Uh, 
Um, that works. Mm-hmm. What doesn't work so well is when one partner wants to stay at home and read a book and the other one wants, you know, wants <laughs> to, to go out and party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. Then you've got a mismatch and that's where you start to develop a point of tension. Um, I think you can still navigate those things. Um, but, uh, you know, there is some truth to the fact that at different points uh, in our life chronologically are interests and our enthusiasm and, and frankly our physical ability to do things change mm-hmm. and that just comes with the territory uh, if that doesn't happen to coincide and there's not a lot of tolerance between between the couple um, then it becomes you know the negative aspect and it becomes the the point of friction in the relationship rather than um, essentially something that doesn't matter that uh, much, yeah. you know, and we have some, some real life experience, um, celebrity experiences right now. Cause I mean, Geraldo Rivera's wife mm-hmm. is like 30 years younger than him. The president's wife, yes, our current president, about 30 years younger mm-hmm. than him. Um, for a younger generation, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra yeah. are over yeah. a decade apart and right. just, got just got engaged you know so you you can see this happening out there and one is always intrigued by how well this will go and how long this will last george clooney Mm -hmm. and and his wife you know like there there's enough out there to make us kind of wonder what's the longevity going to be on these relationships but it seems that to your point the more we fundamentally have in common, the more insignificant the age factor tends to be. Our values the same, our energies the same, our visions for our lives very similar, that age really is just a number rather than a defining yeah. pillar. Well, I still have what I call my my squeamish factor <laughs> about this. And, and my squeamishness is this. You know, you mentioned earlier the 10-year gap, the decade gap. So uh, I think any of our listeners would agree that that a twenty-year-old and a ten-year-old should never be should together. never be together, right? Um, <laughs> but we say to ourselves, "Well, fifty and forty—that doesn't seem seems, like a problem. That doesn't seem like right. a problem. Um, why is that? Because we assume that somehow, once we all get to that point called adulthood, mm-hmm. we've leveled the playing field. It does seem that way." But I'm not sure that we've entirely leveled. <laughs> <laughs> I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that our worlds become very similar. A 20-year-old and a 10-year-old don't have similar worlds. But a 50-year-old and a 40-year-old can both be VPs at a bank working together on similar projects with similar energy and commitment and the list goes on and on that you can find so many commonalities in the way that we live that that thing that we call age becomes you know, kind of fades into the background because the thing we call life is far more significant. Wow. Another episode of (laughs) Love Life went by too quickly. (laughs) We hope you'll be back with us next week. In the meantime, if you have questions or would like to write to us, please write to Alvian at lovelife.digital. Or Doug at lovelife.digital. And we want to thank Kamaria our producer, and Todd, our recording engineer, and the extended Love Life family. Mm -hmm. All of you, most importantly, our listeners, 
Thank you. And we'll be back with you next week. <laughs>